Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my guest is Phil Beecher, who is the president of the Wifesun Alliance. And I have to be honest with you, Phil, I saw a note about the Wifesun Alliance, and I said, I don't, I don't know who those guys are. So uh, I think I need to get Phil on as a guest. So first, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Rich, and uh, thank you for inviting me here. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of a background on Wifesun. We were formed in 2012. Uh, to develop a testing and certification program for uh, standards-based interoperability for devices connecting to large-scale outdoor IoT networks. Um, SPEC was uh, based on 802.15.4G, which was an emerging standard then, and uh, IETF specifications. Okay, so 802.15 is sort of crowded with lots of other stuff. How are you different from, from Bluetooth and from Zigbee and from Wi-Fi? Um, well, that goes back a little bit further to when uh, two of the large US utilities, uh, Pacific Gas and Electric and Florida Power and Light, started deploying large-scale uh, outdoor wireless mesh networks for smart metering. And at that time, uh, we developed a specification for peer-to-peer -peer communications, but with much longer range than, say, Bluetooth or Zigbee. So we're talking about uh, outdoor ranges, point-to-point -point connections of several kilometers, several miles. Oh, really? So, that's, so you're not running off the, off the battery difference. then? That has to be well, powered so by a source. The, the mesh networking is typically line-powered, and that could be through smart electrical meters, or it could be streetlight canopy networks. And then the edge devices uh, can be battery powered, so typically leaf nodes would connect into that network. Um, so in a smart city environment where you have streetlight uh, uh, providing the, that canopy network, you could then have things like pollution monitoring, um, traffic flow sensing, all running as battery devices. And they just connect into their nearest um, uh, accessible node on the network. Okay. And how much data are we talking about? Um, so typically, Typically, well, we carry IPv6 frames, so you can actually carry a fairly large frame, but there is compression going on um, using uh, six low pan and other compression techniques. Um, typically, for a smart meter read, there could be, you know, a, 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 few, a few tens to hundreds of uh, bytes of data in the payload, um, but then we can carry very small payloads also. Uh, in contrast with some of the other LPWA technologies, um, our data rates tend to be higher. So um, typically the, the lowest data rate that we're seeing is around 50 kilobit per second and currently up to 300 kilobit per second. But our latest specification is going beyond that. And where are the transceivers coming from? Is, is this something like LoRa, where one of the vendors has, has a hold on the, on the transceiver spec? Uh, so no, the, um, uh, the specification for the radio is uh, 
802.15 4G, which was an amendment for sub gigahertz. We have a number of different vendors, uh, probably between five and 10 different silicon vendors. Um, and as you may have seen from a recent announcement, uh, we just had two uh, new silicon vendors join the um, as promoter members and get a seat on the board of directors. So they, that is Silicon Labs and Arm, and they are joining Renesis, who were already on the board. So we have, um, in terms of interoperability, I think we, for the field area network, we now have about 30 uh, certified products coming from 12 different vendors. I'm aware of at least four different vendors of silicon being included in those solutions. Hmm. And the end products come from who? Uh, so they fall into really two main categories. Um, Ysun's background was in smart metering and the utility industry. Uh, so we have um, connectivity uh, products from companies like Cisco. We have smart meters from Itron, Landis and Gear, um, and uh, uh, Toshiba all of whom are promoter members, plus a whole load of other meter vendors as well, um, with, with increasing interest coming from China. So that's one camp, the uh, smart metering side. The other is more focused on smart cities um, and street lighting. And then most street light vendors will go probably to a module manufacturer to include their module in the street light. So companies like Simcom and also uh, Itron, Landis and Gear and Cisco all providing uh, street lighting uh, connectivity solutions. Okay. And how many members are there in the alliance? Um, there's around 250 members now. Um, we've got, uh, you know, we started off with uh, eight of the founding members in 2012 and have grown consistently since that. Um, and th those vendors comprise silicon and product vendors, um, a number of utilities. Uh, we're always looking to grow utility uh, representation and the smart city uh, councils as well. Um, and then we have uh, additionally, service providers, training companies, test labs. So there's a complete ecosystem. Um, and for the what is the advantage of, of, of being a member? Well, it depends who you are. If you're a utility company, then you have access to an ecosystem. You have an influence on uh, the testing and certification program. Uh, so we have utilities such as Iberdrola from Spain um, and uh, TEPCO from uh, so Tokyo Electric Power Company, who are very active in helping to specify what they want next in terms of um, their uh, smart grid environments and also what level of certification testing they want on those. Okay. Um, uh, what can you expect from a performance perspective over the next year or so? Are you, is, is there anything very different coming? Uh, yes. So we started off really addressing the low-hanging fruit, which was the uh, electrical 
uh, metering and street lighting, which are always on devices and uh, uh, providing a mesh for that. Uh, we've approved uh, our market requirements for the next steps, which include certification for battery devices. So right now you can connect battery devices to the network, but they don't bear a Wi-Fi approved logo because we don't have that testing program for them. And additionally, we're looking at uh, much higher data rates up to 2.4 megabit per second, which brings you lower latency and is applicable for distribution automation for example. Very interesting. Where would somebody go to get more information? Uh, well, uh, you can visit our website, which is www.y-sun.org, um, or you can drop me an email. Um, I'm on LinkedIn if people want to talk to me. I'm fairly um, accessible. Um, and like I said, we're always welcoming new members. Um, and always interested to talk with people, um, both about their products and um, uh, the, the environment that they want to use uh, large-scale networking in. Very good. Well, thank you, Phil. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, educate the audience. Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. That, that was Phil Beecher. He is the president of the YSUN Alliance, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Phil. Stay safe. Thank you, and you.